0: Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 26. Welcome to today's show. If this is your first time tuning in, the RV Entrepreneur Podcast is a weekly show where I interview nomadic entrepreneurs who are running a remote business while traveling full-time. However, today's episode is not with a full-time RVer, but the co-founder of Homegrown Trailers, a six-month-old company out of Washington who is building beautiful, sustainable trailers that look kind of like a cross between a tiny house and an RV. Homegrown Trailers didn't contact me about doing any kind of promotion for them, and they aren't paying to be on this podcast. I'm really just a huge fan of their RV. In a sea of RVs that are all manufactured in the Midwest using the same old shade of brown in every one of them, Homegrown Trailers has come onto the scene with an insanely beautiful trailer that looks and feels more like a tiny house. Eric, the co-founder of Homegrown Trailers, who I talk with on the podcast today, is an RV entrepreneur, but just in a different sense of the word. He's not traveling full-time, but he's building an innovative and socially responsible company in the RVing space. Plus, he and his business partner started an RV company from scratch. It's kind of a big deal. So there are still a ton of awesome takeaways from this episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear this podcast with Eric. Let's get into today's episode. Eric, thanks for being on the podcast with me. We're live, man. Thanks so much for having me. So you and Corey have been working on building homegrown trailers for the pa- a little over the past year. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about Yell's company?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know the vision started a couple years ago uh, when my business partner Corey wanted to continue being out in nature and out in adventure on the road, um, but couldn't couldn't do it the same way when he had two kids. Uh, uh, he and his wife. Um, uh, have two great daughters and uh you know camping and doing the stuff they used to like to do was was a lot more challenging so he decided to find a solution and the solution was getting an RV on the market that could be you know sustainable could be towed by his small vehicle would sleep four people you know have a nice kitchen and you know he he found a few things but really you know a, a few things were lacking and so he decided you know, let let me build one. Uh, I've got a number of friends in in construction and, uh, we can band together and, you know, put some plans together and then do a lot of, uh, constructing. So he did, you know, he got his trailer and he, he built a prototype that was, uh, quite beautiful. And it's something that is the basis of our company. Uh, he traveled, I think 40 nights in it last summer and, and it was, you know, very road tested and very, uh, a great, you know, great way for their, their family to get out. So it, it succeeded in, in his desire to be, uh, out into nature and out into in, in, in to, uh, you know, all the places he wanted to be, uh, but kept his family, uh, you know, comfortable, gave them the privacy they needed and, and everything else. Um, so we decided, you know what, there's been so much interest at every gas station and campsite and everywhere else he has gone. What about what about starting a business around this? And we, we went back and forth on a while. He and I worked in, in consulting. We do renewable energy and, and clean tech consulting for a number of different organizations and had a chance to work together. And, you know, over beers one day, we decided, uh, you know what, this could be a business. And uh, we took the leap, got, you know, some... Early investment and um, uh, it, that was late last year, late 2015. We made the decision and incorporated in January of 2016.
0: Man, that sounds awesome! And I mean, I'm pumped to have you guys on the podcast because I I've never even seen y'all's rigs in person, but every time I've seen them on social media, if I'm around other people, I'm like, hey, you gotta you gotta look at this because. I just, we're seeing RVs on the road all the time. We live in it. We've been in this community for a couple of years now. And most of them, as you know, are really ugly. So you guys have created what (laughs) I think is one of the most beautiful trailers there is out there because you have the sleek, beautiful wood designs that you see and have made a lot of tiny houses really popular, but in a trailer and super lightweight. And I'm going to brag on you for you um, because I know that, you know, obviously you want to share your, your mission and, and why you got why you guys decided to put certain things in the trailer. But I mean, these things can actually run on minimal amount of electricity, you know, because they are solar panels and you've got all these different things and you can be out boondocking for several days at a time, uh, if not indefinitely on lots, if you have a decent amount of sunshine.
1: That's exactly right. So, you know, to your point about the aesthetics of it, I mean, we, you know, the industry has, you know, been doing similar stuff. I mean, obviously there's innovations um, and and a lot of RVs have a, a lot of, Cool features, but that's being um, nice. <laughs> we, we we definitely wanted to change the game a bit. Um, we you mentioned tiny houses. I mean that's a, a big movement right now. Um, you know the teardrop trailer has been around for gosh <laughs> decades and decades. And and we, we kind of almost you know wanted to make make a hybrid of those two, the, the tiny house and and the classic teardrop trailer. So it's sort of like the love child between those two. So you, you still have that cozy cabin feel, um, but it's really mobile, aerodynamic, lightweight. Um, but you know, again, inside it feels quite spacious and it sleeps four people. So, you know, it's, it's kind of the best of both worlds in, in our minds. Um, and you know, sustainability is a big, uh, it's a big mission for us. And our ethos is about using materials responsibly, um, renewably sourced woods and, and, and recycled content, uh, whether it's the countertops or the floors or, um, or what have you, um, we, you know, our production facility is, you know, pretty much zero waste. There's a whole bunch of things we're really trying to do. Uh, no toxic, you know, very low or no toxic chemicals, especially inside the trailer. Um, so the no VOCs and off gassing, um, uh, we have a composting toilet on board, um, you know, which is self-contained and allows people to be off grid and, and able to sort of manage their waste without having to go to those dump stations that <laughs> as RVers, we don't always love to go to, um. And, and as you mentioned, I think the solar panels are sort of the the key, one of the, the anchor uh, elements to our trailers. They, you know, our, our, our trailers come standard with 400 watts uh, with a couple large lithium-ion batteries with, you know, an inverter. So everything runs off uh, AC power inside, all the plugs and everything. You can plug everything you would like you would at home. Um, but yes, it, it does afford you the ability to be off grid. Um, a lot of people are going to take these trailers uh, out into, you know, BLM land or national forest land or properties they own somewhere that just don't have any civilized uh, hookups uh, of any sort. And this definitely provides them the ability between the solar panels and the, um, the composting toilet. Um, and also, actually, we, we, we have a, a, you know, a filter bag so you can actually you know, get your water from a local stream, um, you know, things like that. All of that, as long as you have food, <laughs> you're, you're going to be pretty good to go, um, especially in, in places that, that have good sun. Um, yeah, indefinitely. Uh, as you get into the shoulder seasons or if you're parked under trees or if you know, you're a super heavy user of electricity, you have to start being a little mindful of energy use. But uh, we found that most of our customers are doing quite well with you know, normal usage, including the LED lights, the mini fridge, the, um, the induction cooktop even, uh, water pumps, all the stuff that, that's running on it. You know, we're finding that uh, they're doing quite well and are quite comfortable off-grid for long stretches.
0: Yeah, if you're looking at the RV industry as a whole, and some of the attributes of certain RVs, I mean, you don't have to name drop and bash or anything like that. But looking at some specifics that other RV companies are putting out there in their RVs that are really bad for the environment, what are some of those things? And how did you guys work towards being the
1: opposite of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I I mean material usage is is one of them. Um I think w- if we can just talk about the off-gassing part, I mean there's a lot of formaldehyde and other toxins in uh, in trailers and that's some from adhesives, it's just from uh, surfaces, uh, some fire retardants, a bunch of things that actually are just not very good, and, and it will give you a headache. Some people more than others. If you're in it for too long, especially the new ones, a lot of us, you know, are have used and old ones where a lot of that stuff is sort of subsided a bit. But if you go to an RV show and they're all brand new, you go from trailer to trailer or RV to RV, you you know, you start to feel it as you start to breathe it in. So we're really really focused on minimizing that, um, keeping people healthy in the indoor spaces, um, and also really you know, for the environment as well. Um, again, the, the, the materials used to construct, you know, it's not fiberglass and aluminum and plastics. Um, it's really a lot of wood and wood from sustainably harvested forests. It sounds like it's being um, cut in the background. <laughs> you heard that we are. <laughs> I am in, in an office next to our factory right now. So I apologize if there's any background noise, but no, it
0: um, provides ambiance. I
1: like, it. yeah, exactly. This is, it's a real world, a uh, condition here. So yeah, we're, we're creating trailers for everyone. Um, yeah. And, and you know, when, when it's not wood, I mean, there's, for example, our countertops are made with um, paper stone, which is a, uh, a material that's it's essentially used with uh, – it, it's recycled paper that is it, it adhered together with a nice natural resin. And it's really hard, really durable, really beautiful actually, but completely recycled. You know, the floors are cork floors. Um, which are sustainably harvested, and you know you can use a tree over and over again. They you know, wait for a tree to grow to about 25 years old, and they strip the bark down, and and then let it grow up again. So it's again another sustainable, um, you, know, you know, way to to, to construct trailers. Um, I think, you know, the the avoidance of fossil fuels as much as possible is a big differentiator. Uh, a lot of uh, RVs have generators, and they're great to to power your trailer, but they obviously kick out a lot of carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, and uh, other uh, pollutants that aren't great to breathe on ground level, but obviously contribute to larger global impacts. And and you know we're trying to minimize that wherever possible, and that's why we decided to go 100% solar with no propane or anything else on board. Um, and when you're towing the trailer, uh, a big difference is we're about 2,500 pounds uh, of dry weight, uh, so. You don't need huge pickups or or SUVs to tow us. Um, You know uh, the smaller crossover SUVs. I mean, even the new Super Outbacks can tow us. But you know, Forerunners and and Explorers and Cherokees and uh, Murano, uh, you know, things like that are well within the bounds of of stuff can tow. So you're saving MPG's there, um, and it opens up the market for a, a lot of people who don't have the larger rigs. So we're, uh, we're glad to, to be able to do that too. And you know, the streamlined uh, sleek design allows you to not have so much drag on the highways. I mean, a lot of the RVs are a little bit boxy and there's quite a bit of drag when, you, when you're going on the road and, and you're losing just gas right out the gas tank, essentially, um, when you're doing that. So our nice streamlined design with the pop top down. Uh, you're doing quite a bit better on, on gas mileage.
0: Yeah, I, I really don't have an issue with there being any propane, well, with the propane being removed. we In our first rig, we had a 94 Classy Coachman, and we nobody told us that when you park on a hill in your your refrigerator, if it has propane, you're not supposed to be parking on a hill or on level service or can kind of, fry, I guess, fry the coils on the back of your fridge or something to that extent. And uh. Uh, I tried to fix it. And do what they call burping the fridge something i found on youtube take it out flip it over it didn't work anyway i broke the copper coils in the back of the fridge mm. and somebody helped me patch them up at the campground and then uh, a few weeks later we were in outside of boston and we both woke up luckily we had all the windows open but we woke up with splitting headaches and uh we tested yeah. it, and sure enough uh propane was leaking out of there so we, we it could have been really bad. I mean could have could have died if we had wow. didn't have all the windows open. But yeah, so I, I'm 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 totally cool with not thinking propane in the fridge. Uh but question around uh you were talking about the backstory of uh you and Corey getting together and him building a mm-hmm. prototype and I'm sure there was a lot a little bit more of the complexity around it because I mean it sounded a little bit oversimplified. <laughs> just I mean, just going out and building a trailer, it's just I like I'm sure there's other things that go into starting a recreational vehicle company. I know back in the day when they were just first getting started, there was a ton of different trailer manufacturers. Whenever RVs just came onto the scene, I guess in the 20s. So, have you? What kind of logistical stuff have you guys had to come up Mm -hmm. against? And just like you're, you just built an RV. I mean, not a lot of people do
1: that. Yeah, I mean, you can people can build their own homemade RVs, and, and there's there's not as much certifications around that. But when you start. Uh, opening a business that's going to sell or manufacture, sell, and rent travel trailers, you you are uh, beholden to a, a lot of different rules and, and uh, certifications and regulations. So, um, you know, some of it's just a conditional use permits of, of, you know, operating businesses um, and then, you know, manufacturing businesses. Uh, we, you know, you have to get uh, state uh, certifications for, for manufacturing uh, to, you know, actually be considered an RV. Um, and, and that's, you know, Washington state uh, labor and industries. And they come out and they, and they, number one, review your plans. And then they review the first number of, of RVs. And if, and if they feel comfortable with that, you know, they give you your, you know your blue, your blue sticker. And, um, and then they'll come out for a few more until they feel that you've, you're at a, a nice place for con, you know, continuing that particular design and manufacturing and then they'll let you self certify based on um, you know your performance Uh, and you know then you have to become an RV dealer if you want to actually sell direct to customers and so uh, you know there are there definitely are a lot of steps it's 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 not as easy as as I maybe made it sound at first but um, I suppose that you know the the fact that we're past all that is really quite good because now we can focus on making great products uh, reaching out to customers uh, and uh, you know, continue innovating potentially for more products down the line. But uh, yeah, it, it, that is definitely an administrative burden that is 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 no fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, talking about just was it was it a lot easier from an investor standpoint pitching investors because Corey had already built this prototype, went around the country. I don't know if he got any publicity during that time or anything like that. Um, but just approaching investors because you guys had both been doing uh, environmental consulting—is that what it's called?
1: Yeah. I mean, environmental and energy energy consulting. Yeah. We, we, I mean, obviously it lends some credibility because that's a part of our ethos and, and we understand, um, well, business wise, you know, strategy planning, uh, uh, you know, facilitating uh, a lot of stakeholders, uh, understanding business in a lot of ways, uh, doing, you know, analysis, research, research, all the stuff that is underpinning a good company. Um, but also, yes, the, the, prototype of a trailer is sort of, you know, essential to people feeling comfortable that we can actually do something and so that early trailer was a centerpiece of this company um, whether to in- attract investors or you know when we're out at events and um, trying to you know how the benefits of, of what you know we can do to potential customers I mean a lot of a lot of them saw it as wow you know this is real even though it's clearly a um, a prototype and but I I can see where you guys are going with this, and a lot of people signed up with us. A lot of people wanted to stay in touch with us. People followed us on, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, you know, a lot of those people right now are after they've seen our production trailers go out. They're now starting to say, "Gosh, yeah, these guys are for real." six, seven, eight months later, um, and uh, we're we're definitely still interested in buying. So we're starting to get that, you know, those those people still. Still hanging on and, and, and wanting to see us be successful and get one of our products. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely like a, a lot of people look at
0: transitioning or buying an RV kind of like a boat or it's a bigger life purchase, right? Like, not every day you go out and buy something that's 25 sure. grand or 200,000 for the like really expensive RVs. I know you alls are uh, on the lower end around 25,000, right?
1: Well, we're yeah, we're actually right around twenty nine five. That's, our, okay, that's our MSRP. We give people a little discount in the near term um, if they pay in you know full uh, versus okay. putting a deposit down. And then pretty soon we'll we'll be offering a finance option for people. But um, that pro- that price on will probably start going into the thirties soon um, as as we start getting a fuller and fuller uh, queue of orders. Um, yeah, but yeah. but you know we're. You're, you're right in that people don't do this every day. They don't buy big purchases like cars and boats and, and RVs every day. And so it, it's it's important for them to feel confident in what you're doing. And, you know, as a young startup company, a lot of people want to, you know, there's there's just some question marks uh, as there should be. And they should ask a lot of great questions and they should feel very, very comfortable with what they're getting. And that's our job is to get everything right from a production standpoint and communicate that to the customers, um, and it's you know it's challenging. There's there there, there are barriers to, to getting people uh, in in the in the fold, if you will. But uh, we're starting to see like as as we move on, you know, we every week, every month, people are starting to feel more and more comfortable, and a lot of people are starting to buy, and a lot of people are on the precipice of buying. So it's an exciting time for us.
0: Yeah. How do aside from the funding and some of the more logistical stuff that you guys had to do to get certifications to sell straight to consumers in the RV market? How mm-hmm. what was some of the processes that you guys went taking your trailer from prototype to? profitable i guess not not necessarily profitable that's a bad description but i guess just getting some type of momentum with customers coming in uh interested in either renting or buying so what what all kind of went into that was it a lot of trade shows uh, just online promotion like what did what was kind of the steps that you guys took during mm-hmm. that time
1: yeah i mean i think the two biggest uh you know places that we generated leads uh, are yeah as you basically said uh well maybe three but Events And there was a few trade shows in the Seattle area that we went to and a couple sort of adventure outdoor shows, a couple athletic you know, running kind of, type events and, you know, which uh, we're, we're trying to meet people where they are and, and trying to find our target market. And uh, our target market actually spans a lot of different categories. Um, uh, there are the traditional RVers, and you know uh, whether they're the, the full timers or the part timers, um, and those people go to RV shows, and, and and they're very interested in us. Maybe not what they thought they would see when they go to an RV show, but when they saw it, they're like, "Oh, that's pretty cool," and it sort of starts to shift their thinking a bit. Um, but there's a whole non uh, non RV crowd that we're also appealing to people who didn't necessarily think that they would. Um, Get into an RV, um, either to rent or 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 buy, just because it just wasn't wasn't quite their thing, wasn't quite their aesthetic. Maybe you know it wasn't quite their environmental ethos. There's a bunch of reasons why people you know decide not to do it. Um, but I think we've what we've heard from people at events is that this is actually changing their mind. Like I could see myself in one of these. Um, I may not want to buy a larger, uh, you know, 1970s design. You know, you know, self-drive kind of RV. But this is something that feels a little more like what we want. It it can be towed, it can be dropped off, and we can go do other things during the day and come back to it. Um, It's it's got that sustainability element. It's got a lot of that sort of artisan, handcrafted feel. These people who kind of want that like small batch whiskey, and the people who want (laughs) the you know the you know the the sustainably uh, wool like handbags. I mean, people who you know really like finer products, and um, we're starting to see those people. Really gravitate, Uh, and then the other two areas is basically media and social media. So we've uh, we've been you know reached out to some journalists and and gotten some nice coverage, including uh, online um, uh, outside excuse me outside online, which Outside Magazine online and Tree Hugger and um, you know. uh, GeekWire and some uh, some of those ones, but we're we're expecting a couple other big ones to come up pretty soon, uh, including Sunset Magazine, which is pretty exciting. That's going to be an, in, awesome. in one of the fall issues. Yeah, so that that'll be a nice uh, publicity for us. And then, of course, social media. We we have we continue to cultivate a nice following there and post a lot of fun things and get people involved. So uh, that definitely. Continues people's uh, interest
0: yeah instagram and snapchat are, are huge especially for travelers because i mean it's almost like the new kind of travel channel you know you're watching all these people out mm-hmm, traveling mm-hmm. full-time and in, in rvs or vans or or uh you know homegrown tra- or you know homegrown trailers and, and all of this sorts and are there anybody who's actually living full-time in y'all's trailers that have bought from you guys or is it mostly weekenders or people doing
1: trips you know, so far, no, um, we don't have, uh, I don't think any, anybody using it full time. I mean, it is more the people who are, I think, you know, weekenders or long trips type things, whether it's, certainly the renters are, right? They're not full timers, but um, there there are some people looking to rent full time uh, for, for long stretches of full time use. But the people who are buying, we're, we're starting to see a, a few people considering it for full time use. Um, you know, we're going to innovate. On our design as well, and give people sort of a hard shell, fully hard shell. Well, I should say it's all hard shell now, but the, without a pop top. So currently, it's you know it, it's about six nine uh, from the ground when it's popped down. Uh, but when the pop top goes up, it you know it's quite a bit uh, higher in the mid mid sevens and um, the standing room of about six five inside. Some people are actually just want that to be uh, fully fully fixed, and so. Uh, we're, we're looking to sort of change that up a little bit. And, you know, that'll provide people, I think, a little more, you know, insulation, a little, you know, feel a little bit more secure for, for full-time use. So I think some of the people are going to be waiting for that next model that's going to be probably out um, later this year or early next year. Um, but I, I think there's still a lot of people who really want uh, the pop-up version for full-time. Um, they they may need more solar. And I mentioned we start at two, uh, 400 watts. But we can go up to... 800 or even more um, with bigger battery systems and all that stuff um, and, and other sort of other amenities that, that can make life uh, full time life on the road easier. So uh, we are able to do that and we would definitely ask people to contact us if, if they want to consider that option.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was looking at a lot of the the photos and looking at the interior. And first of all, the whole RV is just extremely photogenic. I mean, it looks beautiful, just about parked anywhere. But, you know, I was looking at like desk space because that's the big thing for us. And But we have a lot of friends who travel full time and, you know, they do they work from their computer in their either their casita or their van or something like that. So I think mm-hmm. the space is definitely a non-issue for people that are OK with, you know, traveling in a van and things like that. So that'll be super interesting to see. Mm-hmm. also exciting, mm-hmm. I think, for you guys, too, right? I mean, people are living in those things full time. Um, yep. What is what was your? I know you were doing consulting before this, but is this your first company mm-hmm. to co-found or help start?
1: Oh, well, I did start my own consulting firm called Wind Change Consulting that does that does the strategy planning, analysis, uh, other work in in the in the clean tech space, and, and working with you know, corporations and utilities and municipalities on a lot of different things. So I did found that, but something like this is quite a bit different. Uh, you know, a product company, a, pro- you know, a company that has manufacturing, um, that has, you know, more business to consumer versus business to business, you know, that's all very new to me. Um, know, I've, I've done things like that in the past, but not in, in sort of the near term. So it's just really, really exciting for me, uh, and for Corey to be doing what we're doing.
0: What was, was there any, was there any kind of issues or thoughts for you? Like, were you and Corey friends before this? Yeah, sure, okay, yeah. So I mean, it wasn't necessarily a sense of like, oh, okay, I'm going into. Oh, you're going into partnership with a friend, so that's one thing. But I mean, did you have any thoughts around just like what was your kind of thought process on before going into this company? Because I mean, the clean tech stuff, you obviously you, it's your background. You know it. You're passionate about it, and so that makes a lot of sense for building these trailers. Um, but the far is just like. The, all of the new stuff was that more just see were you looking at that as more of an exciting thing that you just didn't know like an exciting new project to work on or like what were you kind of feeling in that process when you guys were mm-hmm. just getting this company started
1: well that's a it's a really good question um I, I think you know equal parts excitement and, and trepidation but um <laughs> yeah you know starting something new is is always really uh you know, fun um it, it's exciting because there's, there's so much hope and, and newness and um, you know, uh, the, the opportunities are kind of endless. Um, but you know, I think it's, I think maybe we're all, you know, when, when we do this, we're all just stupid and, and and excited. And then we start, you know, the realities of things start coming, <laughs> coming, you know, head on, uh, when you, when you have to, to, you know, get over certain, you know, certain hurdles. I mentioned some of the certification stuff. That's an example. You know, there's insurance stuff to have to deal with. There's fundraising stuff to have to deal with. There's, um, you know production right you know staffing and production and, and getting a, a facility and and making sure the materials come on time and making sure that um that the innovations go well right because you know from a from a prototype to a fully functioning purchase trailer we have to do do we had to do quite a bit to actually um, get it up to people's standards and you know that part was interesting and we did you know a lot of things like the the bunk Folds down now, and you know there's the the table folds away in, in a nice, interesting way, and, and we added a new composting toilet, which is pretty cool, and, and had to wor- deal with all the you know wiring and all that stuff for for a whole solar system that was you know brand new and cutting edge, um, and you know piping. Right, there's a lot of stuff around around that edge, around uh, that end too, um, and then and of course just reaching customers and um, telling the story in a way that that resonates with them. Um, I think when people start a company and they have a product they believe in. I think they say, okay, well, cool. I'm just going to put it out there and people will just flock to my door and they'll buy, you know, we, we have a good product and it, it, it does what everyone wants it to do. And it's, it's a fair price. And, um, of course people are going to be banging down their doors and, you know, that doesn't happen right away. Uh, you, you wait a couple of days and then you wait a couple more and, and it, it you know, you, you realize that, oh, you have to actually bust your butt to try to, um, get the word out to people and make sure you, uh, get their awareness and then their interest and then you kind of kind of bring them deeper in and really start to let them consider this being an option for them and and that process takes a lot of cultivation um uh, and and each pro- part is is quite unique so uh, we're really focused on that we're really focused on telling the story and, and meeting people where they are so that they can enjoy our trailers um that's 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 our hope
0: yeah and this might be kind of a weird question but I mean, so much of the new companies that that are starting at this point in just our world in 2016 are tech-based companies. You know, uh, being from Austin, everybody, all my buddies are in tech, or whether they're developers or designers, whatever. And but going out and traveling around the country, our first year on the road, and, and doing our Hourly America documentary, where I was going in and working in various shops, like working in a scooter shop where they're built, where they're building and uh, you know selling scooters, or working in a Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory where I made. To, you know, make 11 pounds of fudge. And there's this, this weird sense of fulfillment at the end of the day where you actually made something, you know, whether it be with your hands or you just have something to look at and say like, you know, I did that today, whether it's small or big or whatever. Do you feel, I don't, I don't know exactly all in con- your consulting, if there was a lot of actually making physical things, but do you have a greater sense of fulfillment in looking at these trailers? Cause you can actually physically see the progress that yeah. you've made so over time.
1: You're absolutely right. Yeah, that, my consulting business was not about making things. It was about, um, you know, creating ideas and concepts and, and conveying them in, in written and uh, analytical form in a lot of ways, which were really important and helped facilitate a lot of conversations and help people make decisions and, and put together programs that ended up having real results: energy savings and, and you know, uh, impacting uh, water and waste and other things. But but yeah, at the end of the day don't have a lot of deliverable to show for it other than good conversations, emails, reports, um, PowerPoints, things like, you know, you know, analysis documents and yeah. And, and sometimes that doesn't feel as rewarding as when I actually go down to the shop and open the door and see like these you know beautiful trailers being created that, you know, that are just made with amazing materials and, and uh, you know, there's these great guys who are working on them and, um, it just in in watching them roll off whether they're rental customers or or sales customers and watching them you know these people just so happy because they got to sort of be involved in the design process one thing we haven't even mentioned yet which we can get back to but in watching them roll you know roll out and and take the trailers that is that is a very satisfying feeling so um i'm I'm very very happy to, to to be a part of something like that
0: yeah it's it's like you guys are building it's it's almost like the uh I don't want to say that there's more fulfillment in small businesses, but sometimes when you just are able to interact and see the end customers, like there's that, there's a sense of immediate satisfaction, gratification out of that. And, but mm-hmm. you guys also have that coolness of building, uh, casting a big vision for a big company, it's something that could be uh, sold all over America, which it already is kind of being sold all, all over America, right. I guess, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to go back to the design aspect in a minute, but what is that? big casting vision look like for you guys as you guys have sit down at the beginning of this business and kind of refined it over the past year what do you want homegrown trailers to look like in 10 15 20 years
1: wow that's a that's a great question um and i know it's all
0: speculation at this point right like there's a million other things (laughs) that are going
1: to change but right no i mean we we want we want to be national in fact even six months officially six months in, we're, uh, we're already national and there's people who are buying from Florida and Ohio and, um, people who are all contacting us from all over uh, the the Northeast and Texas and California. So, um, you know, in a lot of sense, we are national, um, and we are going to be shipping a lot of those products to people. Some people are actually going to come out and grab their trailers and, and do road trips back back home, which I think is a great way to do it. Um, but really we, we, we need to start again expanding our footprint and expanding our reach to markets that we think are going to be uh, great rental and sales markets uh, and eventually manufacturing markets. I mean, we'll probably manufacture out of the Northwest the Seattle area for the foreseeable future for at least, you know, next couple of years. But once we get enough demand uh, in other markets, we'll probably open shops there as well. Um, you know, I think top top expansion areas are the Bay area, uh, San Francisco Bay area, the uh, you know, Portland area, uh, the Denver area, Denver Boulder area, uh, you know, are are definitely high. Uh, potentially Southern California, so sort of the L.A. San Diego area maybe. So, you know, we'd like to open uh, showroom and rental offices there, and then of course do nice media blitz so everyone knows about us, and then gets to gets the benefit of using our trailers there and, and being able to see all the uh, you know the trailers in person and, and be able to. Um, you know choose their finishes with a live person there and all that stuff which which goes to the point about people being involved in the design process i mean people want to customize these trailers and you know you can look as much online as you want and and i think actually our online pictures are great and and whoever is listening to this we i would welcome them to go to homegrown trailers.com to take a look but uh at the end of the day it's always nice to come in to look at the the sample of the cork flooring you're going to want to get or the the Palette, the color palette of the exterior, of the interior, um, the, the you know the countertops, things like that. They're going to be using. So uh, we want people to be involved in that process. Um, some people want other little customizations around the trailer, which we can you know do if if they're fairly minor. Um, we, we can we can you know for a cost do larger things, but we're really trying to to focus on on this unit for now as it is. Um, one of the things, actually, I, I should mention is, um, you know, some people are. Two, uh, two travelers, or even one, <coughs> excuse me, and they don't need four beds, right? So one of the customization options we're going to be offering in the near term is is to remove the bunk area to, to keep the the pullout queen. So when you go straight uh, into the trailer, you'll see a little bench and that pulls out to a queen bed. To the left of that, out sort of near the back, it, there there are two bunks, and some people just aren't going to need sleeping for four people. Uh, some people want to leave them as like shelving. And that's fine. Um, but uh, there's another option. It does actually, like I think I mentioned earlier, the top bunk does fold down into a couch. So that that can remain a couch for people and they can just sort of sit there, read books and, and have that as a, as a great place. But the there's, there's another option. That's to put a dinette area in there. Um, people want a fixed bench and table, which will actually collapse down if they want to, to a, a third kind of bed or just a shelf if they want to put – they stack boxes or put bikes there or something like that. Um, but a lot of people, I think we're finding that the, the, the two person, uh, uh, travel trailer, uh, duo would you know, wants, wants a, a little, a little sitting area for both eating and working. And so we're going to be providing that as an option too.
0: Have you seen the, uh, the leisure travel van with the Murphy bud? I have not. Okay. It's called the unity. They're, they're gorgeous. Uh, totally another side, side tangent. But anyway, uh, when, when you guys are working on opening up your showrooms, I presume, I don't presume, I I assume that you guys are going to create your own. I'm just imagining people going to RV dealerships, you know, that are just, I'm just imagining the ones that, you know, we went to in in Texas where we bought our RV, you know, outside tons of concrete, ugly buildings, and it just totally would be out of place to see all you know, beautiful trailers there, you know, next to all these giant rigs, uh, you know just it's off brand, I guess you could say, yeah, sure,
1: yeah, I mean, at some point in the future we, we may be working with dealerships uh, around around the country, and clearly our our trailers will stand out uh incredibly from from the other ones in their lot and that 's fine, and yeah it 's a bit off brand and and we probably won't be exploring that in the near term. We will be trying to do our own, uh, we want this to we want to own that experience as you're sort of saying, and be on brand throughout the whole process and have a a uh, storefront and a showroom that when people come in, they, they feel like it's a hip, fun, cool, sustainable, you know, environment. And, you know, we'll, we'll have it designed to, to, to look like the outdoors and to, you know, have a lot of, you know, neat colors and it may make people feel comfortable. Like this is, this is a new, unique, modern, yet, you know, classic uh, travel trailer. And so, yeah, that, that is our, our goal is just to own that as much as possible. And, and we're going to be uh, focused on creating that experience from the trailer to the website, to showrooms, and everything else we touch.
0: It's awesome. Um, well, I don't have really a lot of a lot of more questions, Eric. But uh, I ask this every podcast, and a lot of the times the answer is uh, specific towards people who are building businesses while from their RV. Uh, so I know that your answer is going to be different. But what does success success look like for you guys in this lifestyle? As you're working to build homegrown trailers, build into uh, a socially responsible company. What does that look like for you?
1: Well, clearly, we want to be economically successful and, and, and viable and, and return money to our investors and, and, and build a business on that front. But more, more importantly, uh, we really want to create products we're proud of and products that, that the customers are proud of so that they use them a lot and get out into in nature and, and venture and, and whatever they want to do. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there who just aren't getting uh, out into, you know, Going, going out camping, going to the mountains or the deserts, or you know, doing the things they like to do, whether it's biking or hiking or or whatever else, and and taking them closer to nature and having that like a morning cup of coffee out by that you know, babbling brook, and I mean that that recharges people, and, and quite honestly, like person by person and trailer by trailer, I think that I don't know, that creates a better world. Um, people who are more relaxed, more focused, more you know, more perspective on things. People who I think appreciate the natural world um, uh, think more about their. Material usage, uh, their energy usage, um, and and take that back with them in, into the world, um, whether by action or words or whatever, um, and and sort of, kind of spread that that joy and the I don't know satisfaction and fulfillment they're getting from being out there. So that's that's what we want. Uh, we want to make a company that that makes people uh, better and makes the world better. That's awesome, man! Thank you
0: so much for being on the podcast with me. Where can everyone learn more about homegrown trailers?
1: Uh, yeah. Thanks, Heath. This is great. Um, people can go to www.homegrowntrailers.com. Um, that's the best place to start and if uh, take, a, take a look at all the, all the the pages there and if you have any questions, there are uh, ways to write us info at homegrowntrailers uh, is a great one and we'll answer your questions soon and uh, see if we can't get you your very own.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> thanks so much, man.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Heath.
0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the show today. If you want to check out any of the links mentioned uh, that Eric and I talked about, head on over to HeathPaget.com forward slash episode 26. That's episode spelled out and the number 26. And you can find all the show notes over there. Uh, go check out Homegrown Trailers. They're doing awesome stuff. Also, if you haven't left a review for the RV Entrepreneur podcast, I would love to hear from you in iTunes. I know it sounds trite. A lot of podcasters probably ask for reviews, but Each review actually helps a lot of people find the show. Uh, We're currently sitting at like 87 reviews in iTunes. Uh, That's really awesome. I'm grateful for everybody who's left them. But if you haven't, I would love if you could take two seconds, run over to iTunes, uh, just search the RV Entrepreneur Podcast on iTunes, and then click Ratings and Reviews. It just takes a minute, and I'd be super appreciative of that. You're awesome, and I'll see you guys next week on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.